finally, Aaron Rodgers will get a first-round pick as a wide receiver to throw the ball to. If the reports are true, Rowdy, Tavon Austin coming to the green and gold. Finally, finally, Brian Gutekunst gives us a wide receiver in the first round. Can you believe it, Nelly? We finally did it. And I bet the first name that came to mind when they were going to be bringing in a new receiver, a first-round pick receiver, was Tavon Austin. (laughs) Who was drafted in 2013 in the first round. Tavon Austin, finally. Do you think Mercedes Lewis... Is look is like pissed off now because Mercedes Lewis is like man, I always had the one thing, the one trivia question that everyone like maybe could possibly you know get right or wrong if they're doing a trivia sports night. I was the only first round pick Rodgers has ever thrown to, and now Tavon Austin coming to rip that away from Mercedes Lewis. Unbelievable, dude. Or Mercedes Lewis is just like thank you. Now I don't have to be the only guy on the graphic. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Brian Gutekunst. Yeah, um. Yeah, then I heard reports that this deal is off, but I only heard that one time, and it was not from a reliable source. So I think someone's just getting bad intel from uh, the Twitter sphere. But yeah, Tavon Austin, if you remember him, I mean, I remember him with most of the Rams and a little bit of the Cowboys. (laughs) To be honest, I remember him more with West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) That was his pre-NFL days. Yeah, former 2013 first-round pick for the Rams. Uh, Tavon Austin spent two seasons, the last two seasons with the Cowboys, Uh, Played in 21 games, catching 21 passes for 317 yards and three touchdowns. He also carried the ball 12 times for 102 yards and a score. Uh, Signed with the Niners in the offseason this year, but suffered a knee injury during training camp, and the team released him in late October. So um, I don't think this is going to be adding much, Rowdy, but I guess uh, they're thinking that Tyler Irvin may continue to miss more time with his uh, injuries, so they're going to have Tavon Austin be that specialist. Uh, I, I don't know, a running back, wide receiver, and a kick returner. Uh, I think that's what Tavon well, Austin could be, yeah, the utility knife. Tyler Irvin being out obviously could step in and be punt and kick returner. Yeah. And uh, maybe run a jet sweep here and there and hey, we cu- love couple routes. We love some jet sweeps around here, don't we? But is, doesn't that uh, scare you a little bit that he was released from the Niners? Yeah, he suffered an in, a knee injury in camp. But that was that was back in August. They uh-huh. didn't release him until October. Do you remember when the Packers played the 49ers not too long ago? Yeah, there was like 70% of the roster was out. Yeah, they and they were down to their fourth receiver. Yes. He still was cut. Oof. Yeah, wasn't everyone on the Niners injured? And Davon Austin's like, hey, man, what do I got to do for some playing time? That, that game wasn't that long ago. That, no. was, that was about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, Tavon Austin, I don't think is going to be the uh, – I was gonna say Kiro, but there's not really a Kiro. I don't. I mean, he's gonna be a nice something like he is specialist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna specialist? guess that uh, Tyler Irvin is probably a little more banged up than meets yeah, the eye. I think you're right. And Davon Austin, you know, coming in finally, Aaron Rodgers gets that wide receiver in the first round. We have that to always hang our hat on. As uh, Brian Gutekunst getting it done. Maybe and, uh, maybe Goody can follow this up by signing Kenny Stills. Yeah, he's uh, he cleared waivers. Could you believe that? Kenny Stills cleared waivers. He's still out there, right? No one's picked him up, have they? I haven't heard anything. I nope. I believe he's still a free agent. You would so you're a yes. pro Kenny Stills of the Packers? Yes. Yeah, league minimum for the rest of the year. I don't see why not. And then there's this in case you missed it. Remember the Packers were um, were in talks when it was uh, the trade deadline of possibly getting Houston Texans wide receiver Will Fuller. Did did Brian Gutekunst know something the rest of us did not? As Will Fuller, the fifth, tested positive for PEDs. 
He now is going to be out six games. I'm sure he'll appeal and get it down to like four or three or something. But did Brian Gutekunst know something the rest of us didn't know, Rowdy? That he was dipping in the PEDs? If he if he did, then it makes sense why they didn't get the deal done, why he wasn't willing to offer maybe a little bit more than what the yeah. price was worth. But even if he would have made that trade and all of a sudden that that positive test came out, you can't fault Gutekunst on that one. No, you, no not at all. So here's here's what I don't understand. So when guys get popped with PEDs and then they release a statement that say, all right, here's Will Fuller's statement on the PEDs. Earlier this year, I sought treatment for a medical professional who prescribed medication that he believed to be permitted under the NFL's drug policy. As it turns out, my trust in this professional was misplaced because this medication was not a permitted substance under the NFL policy on performance-enhancing substances. On performance enhancing substances, excuse me. All right, so that's the first paragraph of, you know, then he apologizes, yada, yada, yada. I don't understand how these professional athletes go to a medical professional, as Will Fuller says, he believed, he believed that the medication he was taking was permitted under the NFL's drug policy. If you are a million dollar athlete and, you know, you make your money by playing games, wouldn't you go to a medical professional who not believed, but knew? What substances aren't permitted and are permitted in the NFL? I never understood this. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a million dollar professional athlete where you're making millions and millions of dollars, yes, and you'll miss games, which would probably come out to being hundreds of thousands of dollars being suspended <laughs> for six games. Once you kind of check in on this, once you make sure that the professional that was taking care of you, who by the way might is probably likely the Houston Texans doctor, All right. Because why would you go elsewhere? Uh, yeah, because you're given this medicals. Uh, how would he not know why the substance? Yeah. Exactly. I've never understood why, why athletes get suspended for PEDs, and then they release a statement saying, well, the, the drugs I were taking, I, I believed were permitted under the drug policy, or this medical professional said it was all okay. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you go? I don't, I don't get it. If you are, like Nelly was just saying, the doctor for the Houston Texans, you think you would know. And if you went out of network or whatever the hell they You would is. hope they would look it up. Exactly. Um, if you remember, remember when Amon Green was in here? Remember Amon when he was in here telling stories about the Houston Texans? Amon Green, when he was uh, joining us last season and the, the year before, Amon Green, when he was with the Houston Texans, now this is a while ago. I'm sure they've updated their stuff since. Amon said that the medical staff and the medical you know, equipment, devices, etc., for the Texans were the worst in the NFL, and it was literally a joke, like quack medicine. I feel like now though they'd be a little different, uh, but maybe they still, uh, you know, have this quack doctor down there. I, I just no think idea. it blows my mind a little bit if that is true, right? If Amon Green, what he's saying is true. You remember that him saying that, right? That their medical staff was nowhere near as good as the Packers. That just in general blows my mind because it's. 2020, or in that case, even 20, I think that was 2009. Yeah, something along there. Somewhere, 2008, somewhere in there. How is their medicals that much different? They're professional organizations. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it either. Oh, uh, yeah, my mom was with the 2007 to 2008, and Amon was telling us of how just absolutely god-awful the medical, everything they had down there in the medical facilities was just awful. And he's like, you're putting million-dollar athletes with this kind of care and this attention, all because the owner wanted to save money. And Will Fuller continues saying, you know, Will Fuller getting popped with the PEDs. 
As a result of this mistake, I have been suspended for six games for taking this prohibited medication. I want to sincerely apologize to the Texans organization and all my fans for this mistake. I'm looking forward to putting this all behind me and returning better than ever in 2021. Thank you, Will. Dude, just how? Why? What? I don't understand. So Brian Gutekunst, if he were to have gotten Will Fuller, wouldn't have faulted him, but also at the same time, he dodged a bullet. Maybe Goody could just feel it in the air that he knew. So we get Tavon Austin and Houston Texans, Will Fuller, suspended six games. Maybe that uh, Harvard of the Midwest Nelly is really coming through. This obviously is a worst-case scenario for Will Fuller. Probably <laughs> best-case scenario for Brian Gutekunst. Yeah, no doubt about it. Makes him look a lot better, right? It, it does, totally. All right, so, um, yeah, Packers then, you know, adding that veteran wide receiver, return specialist, then the bad news is Corey Lindsley going to miss three to six weeks with that uh, MCL sprain? So that's a that's I don't a even bummer. know if I'd say that's bad news. I think that's good news. Out three to six weeks, not oh. the season. You got the ready and pl- time for the playoffs? Yeah. Refreshed? Packers most likely will have that NFC North wrapped up. They have a three-game lead, five games to play. You'd have to imagine they don't drop. They'd pretty much have to drop all five. Rowdy going glass half full. Love it. And Corey Lindsley back for the playoffs. I love it, Rowdy. And look at the schedule. I mean, you got the Eagles coming up who just lost to the Seahawks last night. Then you got the Lions. They're without their head coach. Matt Stafford, I don't know if you saw his comments. He doesn't, I don't think he's foreseeing his future with the Lions. And then you got the Panthers. Biggest game, the Titans. And then you finish off with the terrible Chicago Bears. And then Lindsley could be one, two, three, four, five. That's five weeks. Yeah, Lindsley could be refreshed, ready to go. Uh, who's going to fill center then? Elton Jenkins is going to be center? Get a little John Runyon in there as well? Yeah, and the the Packers, we've talked about it all year. Packers have somehow been able to fill those spots on the offensive line when guys go out with injury. They've done it all year, and I anticipate they continue to do it without Lindsley. Hell yeah. All right, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. The glass half full coming from Rowdy. I was bumming about it a little bit, but then, yeah, to your point, get them refreshed for the Packers are in the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to miss the playoffs. So Packers in the playoffs, Corey Lindsley, get them uh, refreshed and back in time to uh, see what happens when it all matters, right? But, yeah, significant hit for the Packers offensive line. Uh, Lindsley was uh, ranked as the top center in the league through 11 weeks by pro football focus. And with five games left in the regular season, he won't, to Browdy's point, available to the playoffs. The Packers, though, turned to that second-year pro. Elton Jenkins deserves some kind of award this year. He's played in every single position. Um. What was it? What was the the graphic that flashed up Sunday night? Even one was it one time at right guard just to complete all of it. So he's been in every single position, and I think it was Billy Turner two games ago. They're like, you know, what's it like from from switching one side of the line to the other side of the line? And Billy Turner said, "Imagine wiping your ass with your opposite hand." Have you ever tried that, Rowdy? Uh yeah. When I had a broken hand, doesn't doesn't it's hard. So it's not the greatest feeling, right? <laughs> I'm right-handed. To wipe your ass with your left hand, that's just that's just tough. That's just hard to do. So Billy Turner putting it in very good perspective of what it's like to try and you know flip around on the line. Like imagine your dominant hand is no longer effective, and you got to wipe your ass with your <laughs> with your other hand. It's a very good one. All right, so uh, Rowdy, you got the winner last night. Um, in the action zone, you got your anytime touchdown in Monday Night Football. Yeah, Chris Carson now seven games played, seven touchdowns. That's hey, and you know what's the funny part is with that? Obviously, the Seahawks won against the Eagles. Eagles got a backdoor cover on a on a late chuck. Oh yeah, some, so explain Mary. to the people. Rowdy was explaining this to me this morning. So Seahawks get the win on Monday Night Football last night, twenty three to seventeen. 
Um, and Nelson had a the anytime touchdown in the action zone, which we'll do at 650 and 850 today, as we do every day. So that's another win for my guy Nelly. But there was this, Nelson. You <laughs> Just explain it. Yeah, basically, so the Seahawks were up, you know, 23 to to 9. Like, the game was over, right? There's yeah. like 12 seconds left. The Eagles are roughly on the, the Seahawks' 30-yard line, and Carson Wentz just threw the ball up into the air, and Travis Fulgham goes off of his hands, and Richard Rodgers, old Packer friend <laughs> and uh, Motown Miracle catcher of the football, caught the football one-handed off a of ricochet for a Hail Mary, and then they went for two and got it because the game was basically over yeah. and covered the six and a half. Ha! That's a bad beat. Final 20 seconds. Here's Wentz. Why not? Deep ball in the end zone, and it is caught. Wow, what a catch. For the touchdown, Richard Rodgers had it all the way. An unbelievable catch. I don't even know how he got that. How did he get that? That was insane. I just think the funniest part was that game, if you're a Seahawks better, should have been locked up. Oh. It was 23-9, to nine, but they get that Hail Mary with, I think there was like 12 seconds left. Yeah. And then they go for two when they didn't need to go for two just to cover that six. They got they got it to six and covered six and a half. Isn't that, isn't that, do you ever wonder? Oh, they knew what they were doing. If Yeah. All right. Doug Peterson's like, all right, boys. If I can't I bet win this us. game, I got to at least appease the Eagles fans and get the cover. Like, boys, I bet on us. I bet on us to at least cover this freaking game. <laughs> Carson Wentz, get the hell out there. Sling that ball. Richard Rodgers, I saw your game in the Motown Miracle. Catch the damn thing. Because everyone, it was like a mass of people going up to get it, like a tip ball. And then the, who was it, Fulgham tipped it down. And then Richard Rodgers, like, dove down to the ground, one-handed scoop, catch, caught it. It was very... Very impressive. Yeah, we got so we got that anytime touchdown with Chris Carson. Yeah. Didn't play out exactly how I thought it would, but we still got the touchdown. Normally he's their bell cow. For some reason, he was the most productive running back. Eight carries, forty one yards. It's an average of over four. He had just eight touches though. Carlos Hyde had fifteen. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Fifteen carries for twenty two yards. Car- Carlos Carlos Hyde, Rowdy. What a, I don't I don't know exactly what how old is he now? Is Pete he, Carroll and the the Seattle Seahawks are really looking at with their running backs, but we know they've struggled with giving it to the correct running back in the past. Yeah, we've seen that we've seen that in the biggest situation right against the New England Patriots. Uh, Carlos Hyde, yeah, wow, there's a flashback. A lot of touches for Carlos Hyde, not a not lot of yards. Good, I mean, he averaged one and a half yards a carry. <laughs> Chris Carson. 5.1 yards a carry. Maybe they're just easing Carson back in. I don't yeah, know. also more explosive through the passing game. Had two catches for 18 yards. Oh, look at DK Metcalf balling out. No touchdowns for Metcalf, but 177 yards. That guy is a monster. Uh, oof, and Tyler Lock- Tyler Lockett is so hard to like figure out. What is he in that offense? Some days he just explodes. Other days he's like last night. Oh, it's feast or famine. Three it's catches normally, for 23 yards. It's normally either DK Metcalf has the big game Yeah, or, or it's Tyler Lockett. Lockett. And obviously, Russ chose DK Metcalf last How do you, night. Do you got to like Russell Wilson's got to hear you listening to Sierra or something, or just drinking nano bubbles to get on your? Uh, how about this side? though? Carson Wentz threw for more touchdowns than Russell Wilson. Yeah, how about it, Russ? Rowdy, I know you're a big Carson Wentz guy. It was uh, what is he Wentz here? Ooh, interception too. I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, fifty-seven point three QBR. 
I feel bad for the guy. When you watched him just a few years ago, he's a pretty good quarterback. He was an up-and-coming young guy. Now that offensive line, he's running around for his life. He's got about a second to throw the football, and then they surround him with basically trash. Richard Rodgers was the second-leading receiver. <laughs> Jalen Hurts got into the game? One for one for six yards? Okay. A little Jalen Hurts action. When Richard Rodgers is your second-leading receiver in the game... Gonna have a bad time. I think Carson Wentz needs to reach out to Aaron Rodgers for some therapy. <laughs> I think... Uh, well, there's a lot of quarterbacks that I think want to change their scenery. Well, didn't... Uh, when when did Wentz sign his big contract? Was that... Two? 2017, I think. God, was that three years ago already? Yeah, and then uh, speaking of quarterbacks that maybe want to change... I don't know if Wentz wants to change the scenery. I would if I was him. But did you see that uh, Matt Stafford... Matt Stafford was talking about his future in Detroit yesterday, and he said, quote, I'll figure that out and talk about that later on as um, they're going to have... Um, Ooh. Is it Daryl Bevel going to be the interim head coach now? He is, yeah. Carson Wentz signing an extension in 19. Four, oh, okay. four years, $128 million. Oh, yeah, so I don't know if he'll be... I don't know. We'll see. More will be revealed. I'll see. I'll see. Matt Stafford will probably be looking at at a different uniform coming up here. We had Daryl Bevel getting called up for the Lions as obviously Matt Patricia that that schlep was fired. So Bevel getting in there. I mean, I could see. I mean, why would Stafford not want to leave Detroit? They've been they've done nothing but lose the whole time he's been there. He's been a top ten quarterback in the league probably for the last decade. And like his wife said, he's living in like Soviet Union. <laughs> That's what it's like living in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Rowdy, way to bring it all together there. Would you consider 4 p.m. late afternoon or early evening? Ooh. Uh, well, now, since it'll be pitch black. Ah, <laughs> yes, good point. Uh, <laughs> early evening. <laughs> Man, I, I consider it a late afternoon, right, Rowdy? Is that what you consider it? Yeah, too? I'm considering it late afternoon. I, I go I 5 p.m. Yeah, being I didn't night. Think of the, I didn't think of the sun setting so early, though. <laughs> I mean, RJ does bring up a good point that 4 p.m., it's, it's almost pitch black I mean, by 4 p.m. if we're talking about spring-summer... I still have four hours of daylight left. Yeah. Give me the if t- we're take me back about to eight o'clock sunset. Right now, I have no more daylight. Man, you bring you do bring up a good point. Freaking daylight savings time, man. <laughs> yeah, four o'clock tonight. How about tonight? Can I, does that sound okay? Four o'clock late, late four o'clock PM. We will have the Wisconsin Badger basketball team uh tipping off the Phoenix uh, of Green Bay at the Cole Center. And Will Ryan is the head coach for the Phoenix. Yes, Bo Ryan's son. So that'll be pretty interesting, man, to see, you know, Will come back to the Cole Center where I'm sure he spent, you know, a lot of his childhood growing up um, and, you know, knowing great guard and, you know, just running around doing his thing. So that'll be that'll be very interesting to see what happens. I, um, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I've never really watched a UW-Green Bay game unless it's on the Badger schedule. What's um? Have you ever watched a – Will Ryan coach or seeing Will Ryan coach at all in you guys? Nope. Rowdy, have you? I'm going to imagine that he runs a slow offense, something, some variation of the swing. I'm going to take a wild guess. <laughs> I, I don't, just, I can't say that for sure. It out there. <laughs> but I do, the only thing I did look into UWGB because I looked into betting the game. Oh, yeah, did Not, you? Didn't really get a good grasp on this one because it probably leaned to the other team. But uh, very young Green Bay team. And uh, yeah. they gave well, up 99 points coaching, to Minnesota. So. Yeah. How much did they lose by? They lose by was like it 30. 30 points. I think it was like 90-something to 60-something. Uh, yeah. So Green Bay, you know, Will Ryan, 
what did he, he was on uh, Bo Ryan's staff as a director of basketball operations and video coordinator from 2002 to 2007. Hey, Eric Spolster did that for a, a long time, and now look at him. Yeah, oh yeah, well, he's yeah. Look at him in the NBA. He was a uh, head coach of the Wisconsin Swing AAU club in 2005. He was an assistant at North Dakota State under Saul which, Phillips. Which team? It just says the Wisconsin Swing AAU Club. There's a, yeah, because, yeah, you know, you got the I don't know which, whatever, I don't, you I, got girls division, boys division. Couldn't tell you. I think Will Ryan could really propel into a, a Eric Spolster-type position if he found the likes of Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. <laughs> and don't forget Chris Bosh. <laughs> and now Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah, Tyler and, Hero. Uh, and uh, Jimmy Neutron. That Jimmy yeah, Neutron-looking yeah, guy. I was, I was like, when what? you surround yourself with great players, it's easy to do well. Crazy how that do you works think, out. Do you think UW-Green Bay has got their own version of uh, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could always say somebody's your version of the uh, person. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah, and then also, let's see, Ryan played, what, he began his college basketball career at UW-Platteville. Shout out to Platteville. Helped the team win two Division Three championships in 98-99. Then Ryan transferred to Milwaukee and played his senior season under RJ's favorite coach of all time, Bruce Pearl. There you go, RJ. I know you're a big Bruce Pearl guy. Yeah. Turns. Uh, hey, hey, if he gets recruiting tips from Bruce Pearl, he might land the next LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, I mean, he... And then he'll be out of a job next he year. Was black, Bruce Pearl was blackballed for a while uh, during... He was working, and I forget which side he was on, Illinois or Iowa, but he reported the other school for recruiting violations. So, Bruce Pearl did? Yeah, he was blackballed by <laughs> like college rich. coaches for up until he got the uh, Milwaukee job. So he was then he had academic fraud and recruiting violations <laughs> at Milwaukee. Oh my God. If you haven't noticed, RJ, some of the best deflection is projection. Yeah. yeah. Then, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Rowdy's spot well, on. Right but there. come on. Back in like I think it was the eighties, I mean, there were no rules. No. Like, I mean, there's still no rules right now. There, there were bl- people were more blatant about it though. Kids were driving around. Like, look at like uh SMU back when they were oh my God. really they- good at football. Kids were driving around in like gold Cadillacs. <laughs> And it's like, oh, my mom bought this for me. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Your mom lives in a one-room shack. Yeah, it's like, dude, we recruited you yesterday. We recruited you. We went to your house. You don't have no gold Cadillac, man. I'm telling you. But and last I checked, you don't get any money either. But yeah, it's it's still Rowdy's totally right about Bruce Pearl. Oh yeah, projection. What is it, Rowdy? Deflection Deflection is is the the best projection. projection. I, I still or projection I, is the, projection is the best deflection. Yeah. I still love his his melting pot comment on uh, uh, when he was at Tennessee. We have guys from the hood, and we have guys who wear the hood. What does that even mean? Well, I mean, I know what it means, but yeah, right. Why would you say like, that? Like, I have no clue. Why would you like? It's like what? Huh? Like why? Why is that even a sentence that came out of your mouth? Bruce Pearl just got in trouble again, right? Uh, yeah, they self-imposed some stuff. I don't know. If the, I haven't heard <laughs> if the uh, NCAA has uh, accepted their self-imposed sanctions of a one-year ban of this year. Yeah, because what Auburn said they're going to be they're done with the NCAA playoffs, right? Or the no the postseason. Tournament. No so postseason. They're not going to be in the SEC tournament or. Um, and was this because of Bruce Pearl or was this? Oh, most definitely. 
And then what happened with Sean Miller? Didn't didn't the FBI like crack down on him hardcore? No. Huh? Yeah, they found I thought he got charged with they, a bunch of stuff. I I don't know if he did or not. He's still working there. Okay, here I just uh the NCAA notice of allegations received last week. This is in late October uh, by the University of Arizona. Includes nine violations and five level one violations, according to the Athletic. Uh, let's see. Your level one charges include lack of institutional control and failure to monitor by the university, and a lack of head coach control by Sean Miller. You know what Sean Miller got out of that? A sweaty a, a shirt. Raise. A raise. <laughs> like yeah. that's something where the first thing you do is fire the coach. Yeah, not happening. And then normally, you're put on like a postseason ban and have. Uh, scholarships taken away. I don't believe any of that has happened okay. at Arizona. So Arizona has been in the NCAA's crosshair since September of 2017, and we're still not getting really any answers. Uh, their assistant coach, Emmanuel Richardson, a.k.a. Book, was among 10 people arrested. He got fired, I believe. Yeah, he did. As part of a federal corruption investigation into college basketball, Richardson, the coach, was fired by the university and later pleaded guilty to accepting $20,000 in bribes from aspiring business manager Christian it, Hawk Dawkins. It's pretty wild. And he was sentenced to three months in prison. Sorry, that some of this stuff is going on and there's really no discipline or actions being taken against these coaches. Because I remember when, was it Calvin Sampson was at Indiana? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I always thought he was a pretty good head coach. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was just gone. And it was due to, it was like due to like. No, he went to the NBA. He went and coached for the Bucks. Yeah. yeah they escaped college for a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like oh, all of a sudden okay, they cracked down. They cracked down hardcore on a guy like that yeah. for what was it? Suspected recruiting violations. But then you basically have wiretaps of Sean Miller on the phone doing. Yeah. Over basically the phone, being like, committing yeah, the give, crime. give him that 15,000. Okay. So right oh, here. And okay. nothing. nothing. Sh- Sean Miller sat out a game in 2018. Yep. After it was reported, he was heard on an FBI wiretap discussing a $100,000 payment to future number one overall NBA pick DeAndre Ayton. Miller vehemently denied the report, even though he's deny, deny, deny. Even though he always got to deny, he's like, dude, this is deny your and voice. project, this, deny and project. You were on the wiretap, <laughs> not me, dude. No, I think it was What's Bruce Pearl, player Tom Brady. Tom Brady. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, sir. It was Bruce Pearl. Uh, Bruce Pearl doesn't coach for Arizona. Oh, no, 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 no. My phone was hacked. Yeah, my uh, phone was Aub- hacked. Auburn came to this one-year ban decision uh, after careful deliberation in light of the ongoing matter that surfaced in the fall of 2017 regarding former assistant coach Chuck Person. Oh, my God. Someone stole my phone. Yeah. If, if you get caught doing something, deny, 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 and then say you got hacked. That's what everyone does. And it works I got for hacked. the most part, right? How many times it between happened. the three of us has your Twitter account been hacked? Well, once, only because I accidentally left it up here okay. in the studio and someone was an idiot. That's, By, that's not a hack. That's not a, yeah. That's like an dumb. actual someone Sorry. <laughs> on another computer got into your account. No one has ever hacked into my account. Yeah. Same. I, I, I once had an, a mass email go out to my entire, like, you had to buy these cheap Ray-Ban sunglasses. The no, I don't even know what it is. Somebody, like, all of a sudden, like, uh, uh, on, and this is like four or five years ago, but somebody's like, yeah, I just got a weird email from you. It's just a link to something. I was like, yeah, I didn't send that. And then, like, all and these other people who, like, you know, it was like, um, 
actually, this is more than that. This is like right out of college when I was job interviewing. So like I had people who I job interviewed with who were <laughs> so like, sending excuse me, what is this? I'm excuse like, me, sir. don't open it. I don't know what it is. And then like, so you, were, you, 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 were, you don't get the job. You were yeah. interviewing for an IT job, were you? <laughs> no. Okay, that's good. My favorite is uh, when it comes to the bots, which the bots are so easy to tell, like on Facebook. And you, it's like some chick that's got giant, but people still click on huge it. cleavage out in her Facebook profile. Like the Facebook was made like yesterday. Look at this person. She's got me. giant cans, and she's like this attractive model that you like. I know for a fact this person doesn't live in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. Yes, they do. And then they're trying to add you on Just Facebook. Moved there. And it's like, well, this is a bot, and you click back one picture, and it's some like dude from like the Middle East who is. Like you're like okay, this is a hacker. Yeah, and then you see your mutual friends, and it's always like five mutual friends that are like the most thirsty dudes ever that are trying right. to get some action. You're like, yep. You're like Steve, really, Steve? You Come fell on. for it again. You're gonna have to change your password. You've been hacked by some, you know, Saudi Arabian prince or something that's gonna send you a million dollars if you give him your social security number. Come on, dude. Yeah, but to your point, I've never been hacked. I never yeah. fall for that stuff. Well, okay, yeah, college basketball is hilarious with the corruption. So Sean Miller is still, like, going through it, despite being on the wiretap. Bruce Pearl, what does he get? No postseason play? Well, it was a former assistant from three years ago. It's just hilarious. So this all started with Will Ryan could get the likes of LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade at UW-Green Bay if he didn't recruit <laughs> violations. <laughs> if, if he decided to go the way of Bruce Pearl. Uh, what do we think happened in this game tonight? What did, did you say you looked up the line, Rowdy? Yeah, I think it was was it twenty four and a half. See, we okay. Nelson I will I, hit Green Bay all day. Nelson and I were talking about this. I always get caught up because I love the Badgers and I always think that they're going to cover like against Eastern Illinois. They're favored by what was it nineteen and a half when we got it. I'm like, I'll take it. Well, yeah, Badgers, I think it, I think it closed at like twenty one. The Badgers didn't the Badgers didn't cover even at the the lowest of the line. In state rival. Then Arkansas Pine Bluff they didn't cover that one either. Nope. nope. Wisconsin is that team that'll get up, and they were up twenty-five to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wisconsin was up twenty-seven points at one time against uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then they still didn't cover. Or was it against Eastern Illinois? Eastern Illinois, they're up twenty-seven to nothing, or twenty-seven points on them, and then they put the freshman in, and they ended up winning by ten. Uh, would you trust Wisconsin? Here's what I think is going to happen tonight, and we'll talk more about it coming up. Wisconsin will easily handle this game. They'll be up by double digits. It'll be cruise control, and then at the end, they'll win by like 10 points. Yeah, and I think we already talked about an underlying factor potentially here, too. It's Bo Ryan's son. It's Will Ryan. It's a guy that Greg Gard knows. Do you mm-hmm. think he really wants to put it in his face and win by 40? No. Or is he like, and you're going mean, to get it young whippersnapper? And, and 24 and a half is still quite a bit when we're talking about Wisconsin, and I'm going to guess that, like I said before, UW-Green Bay won, runs some type of swing version, so they're going to try and slow it down. Wisconsin doesn't exactly play the fastest. They're not Kansas. They're not Kentucky. I think the uh, Green Bay and the under would be where I would lean. Okay, so Will Ryan, the swing offense runs through his blood. It's in his DNA. Greg Gard obviously runs the modified swing offense. Is this game tonight going to be? Is Wisconsin going to win this game like forty to twenty-eight? I, I don't <laughs> think that. I don't think that's a real thing. But I think. <laughs> I think it could easily be like I don't know, like a seventy. That was tongue. It was tongue in cheek, right? Seventy-eight to what? Like fifty-eight. Yeah, something like that. I mean, Minnesota beat them ninety-nine to sixty-nine. They just got nice. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. Sixty-nine, nice. I'm just. What I love is the swing offense. I love passing the ball around. 
that workman like mentality. I love pa- it's like it's you're totally you're totally but blue collar out there. No, we're seeing something a, a little different from this team this year. They're allowing the one pass and shoot, <laughs> uh, much like they did. I want to see at least two passes, yeah. RJ. <laughs> Hoosiers, five passes. Five passes before you shoot that damn ball. Uh, Coach, we're down by 30. Don't care. Don't care. Five passes. Make it six. <laughs> but, like, Sorry, you're, you're, you're seeing a, a lot. And, and Brian Butch kind of pointed it out in the last broadcast. You know, uh, by the way, Brian Butch, more on the more on the call, please. I prefer him. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's good. Um, For him than some of the other, you know, former Wisconsin basketball players. But he's sitting there talking about how a Wisconsin fast break looks a little different, but it's still a fast break. And, um, you know, you can start to see the inklings of that coming back from when they had the capabilities to do it in, in the final four years. So well, yeah, they, well, they, they like the that. athletes to do it. Yeah, kinda. and I think they're well, there. Is again. that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nate Reavers looks is looking marketably. I mean, he already looked good, but better. I mean, you can't, I know it's against Eastern Illinois and Arkansas Pine Bluff. You but. can't tell me the past few years they've had the athletes to run a fast break. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Great guard. What kind of he was running some weird zone defense too against uh, punt or against Eastern Illinois. Like I've never seen the Badgers really it's do like before. It's like an amoeba. Kind of zone man. Like, yeah, it was it cool. Was zone, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it's a, it was a zone until like they got a matchup they liked, and then, they and then went, it became man. man. It was. I was like, "Damn!" Even the announcer was like, "Whoa, Wisconsin's running something here that yeah. they haven't ran before." Uh, I like it though. I mean, you got you got the guys to do it, so why not? This guy rocks the airwaves four to six here in the zone. Also at WKTY and Lacrosse, our sister station. We welcome in Grant. Get the money, dollar dollar bills. Y'all, Grant Bills, what's up, dude? Uh, I'm doing well, Evo. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a, I had a great Thanksgiving, Grant. I am still full. Awesome. I think I awesome. gained five pounds. I stepped on the scale. I was 171. I'm usually around 165, 166. So nice. Well, well I you. did nothing but eat and lay on the couch. That was that was it. That was it. I messed up the green bean casserole. I it oh was my more god, of a, a, a soup than a ca- there's a very fine line, Evo, between a soup and a casserole, and I got dangerously close. My family wasn't happy, um, but they they ate it. They they put up with it because they love me. So yeah, next year I'll, I'll I got my green bean casserole recipe nailed down. Grant, that's what they tell you is that they love you. But once you leave, yeah. once you left, it was they threw it away, <laughs> dude. They're like this kid. What where did we go wrong with this kid? Should have sent him to boarding school. All right, Grant Bills. Uh, Grant, before we talk, because uh, I saw you tweeting about Bucky Hoops and uh, in your backyard, you had some guys that played for the Badgers. Now, um, you know, used to be in your area. But Grant, yeah. what did you? What was your takeaway of that Chicago Bears victory for the Green and Gold Sunday night? That was fun, wasn't it? Like we we haven't had a blowout of the Bears in prime time. Feels like that used to happen every year. Um, I think the last time they blew out the Bears like that was probably 2014, which is interestingly enough Aaron Rodgers' last MVP year. So that like. I think, as Packer fans, we have just become entitled the last 20 years to just every once in a while just blowing out the Bears on primetime football. And that's pretty cool, right, that we can say that. I think since uh, Aaron Rodgers has taken over, he's something like 20-5 and five against the Bears, including the playoffs, which is just hilarious. It, it, it cracks me up that Aaron Rodgers gets hyped and shows up to just beat the Bears. Like, that's, that's his... Um, 
that's what that's what gets him going. I was joking yesterday that if Aaron Rodgers were to make a Tinder profile, he would be like, "I'm a man. Um, what am I? What am I interested in? I'm looking for oh, beating the Bears. Yes, that's that's what would go on his Tinder profile. Like that's his thing. Um, and it, I'm glad I'm not a Bears fan. That's all I have to say. Are you are you like hoping to swipe right on Rodgers if he comes up on you? Well, I don't know what settings I would have to put on my account. I don't know how it works. I've never used it. I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would probably have to switch up my settings so we would come across each other. But I, I you think I'm fighting <laughs> left on Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely, I'm, I'm going to match with him. Of course. Oh yeah, why not? It was a nice, it was a nice victory for the Green Bay Packers. It was, it was one of those games where you could kick your feet up and just kind of uh, <laughs> laugh because Mitchell Trubisky is so hilarious. All right, yeah. Grant, um, you brought up the green bean casserole. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, to start thinking of overrated food, because I know a lot of people think green bean casserole is overrated. Uh, this all stems from that Bears game where a lady was in the stands with a sign that says deep dish pizza is overrated. Do you think about it? But in the meantime, uh, now you said you just laid on the couch, laid on your recliner and watched uh, sports all Thanksgiving yeah. break. I saw you getting pretty excited Wednesday night when it comes to uh, the Badger basketball team and uh, someone who used to be in your backyard. Who, who excite, who's exciting you? on this Badger basketball team right now, Grant? Well, I am a Badger fan, despite what our friend Zach Heilprin likes to sometimes spew uh, on the airwaves. So I like all the Badgers players, Evo, not just the ones that, that came from lacrosse, but my favorite player is Johnny Davis, certainly. And he's so much fun to watch. Like, it, it made me so happy on Wednesday seeing him doing a little bit of everything because I think that's going to be his role this year. He's going to be kind of a Swiss Army knife, score a little bit, defend a couple different positions, block a shot, get a rebound, and we saw that on Wednesday night. And that made me so excited because I, I – let's be real here. I was very excited when Kobe King went to UW-Madison, too. That did not turn out, right, for, for better or worse. He's moved on. The Badgers have moved on. But it's nice that another player that I watched over here in lacrosse uh, and, and watched for years both in football and basketball – is now playing for the Badgers, and, and I'm excited to turn on the Badgers just to see what Johnny Davis is going to do, and I think he'll only get better as the season goes on. Grant, without Kobe King, the Badgers don't win a share of the Big Ten last year. Don't forget that, okay? I, I, that's the way I like to look at it, right? You need somebody to round around. You need a round, spark. Right? You, need you, a need spark. A, you need a villain. You need a spark. You need a villain. And yeah. Kobe King, purposefully or not, played that role last year, so, and you respect him for it. Grant, with Badger basketball, I mean, tip-off today is at 4 o'clock. Your show starts at 4 o'clock. What the hell? Are you going to have it on? Are you going to do, like, live play-by-play? Yeah, I sometimes I watch them on the air. And then tomorrow there's a football game that's being played at, like, 2.30 p.m. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's still fine. I don't have to get up early in the morning. I don't have to start at 6 a.m., so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I can watch and, and do the show at the same time. It's fine. Uh, Grant, you know I, know, I know when it comes to college basketball, you're more of, like, an NFL, college football kind of guy. Uh, what Do you expect the Badgers to tune up UW-Green Bay? What are they favored by, Rowdy, did you say? it was 24 and a half. Do you think they can cover that 24 and a half points? Well, I don't know. You picked them to cover twenty don't against remind Eastern me. Illinois. Don't well, that's, that's fine. If we're going to talk about betting, let's let's talk about betting. I here's the here's the scoop. I think the Badgers might be able to cover against Green Bay because here's what people forget: Ebo, Johnny, and Jordan Davis's former Lacrosse Central Red Raiders teammate Tristan Thompson plays for UW Green Bay. So I, I think the motivation is going to be there. I think the Davis boys are going to want to lay a smackdown on their former teammate and remind him who's really boss, right? So I that might be an inside little detail to remember if you're betting the Badgers and the, uh, what are they, the Phoenix today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Phoenix, just, maybe. Just keep that in mind. 
keep that in mind. Well, keep this in mind, too. Bo Ryan, you know, who was uh, prowled around the sidelines at the Kohl Center, his son, Will Ryan, coaches the UW-Green Bay Phoenix. So we shall see what happens as Will Ryan comes to uh, the Kohl Center. All right, Grant. You were talking about it. You uh, almost messed up on the green bean casserole. And I was inspired by this lady with the sign that went viral that's saying deep dish pizza is overrated at uh, Lambeau Field. As we just had someone on Twitch say green bean casserole is definitely overrated, I would vehemently disagree. What is, Grant, would... what is Grant Bill's most overrated food? Can I, say a re- can I say a restaurant or is that against the rules? I don't, dude, I don't care. It's 2020, whatever. I think that's right. We don't apologize in 2020. Nope. I we think just, we just way. take it. Yeah, exactly. I I'll say this. I know the Watt brothers are all in, and you know they're Wisconsin guys. that got to support. That's the Wisco Sports Show. I got to support. But I, I think Subway is. I haven't had a good sandwich that I've like loved at Subway since I was maybe in elementary school. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't get the appeal. I get it. Like you can create your own sandwich. It's fresh and you, it'll make you a five dollar for Eat longer. Fresh, or whatever. I don't get the appeal. I know. I would rather get. Uh, for example, I would rather spend my money locally uh, at a nice uh, shop here in downtown La Crosse that does sandwich and soup. I would. I don't need Subway. I think it's very overrated. It's, not, it's nothing personal against people who like Subway. I just I've never gotten it. What is? What, I mean, what would you usually get if you were well, to well, order at Subway? Probably like a spicy BMT or something like that. I don't know a veggie. I know I like veggie subs a lot. Oh, and, well, Grant, that, okay, dude. Like this, is, you've gone wrong. I like veggies too, but yeah, I'm not going out to a restaurant and ordering just a veggie sub. Come on, bro. I think this is on, I think this is on you. Place. I think this is on you. You're going to you're going to the wrong place. You know what I'm getting at Subway? I'm getting a steak and cheese, extra <laughs> meat, provolone, and all the fixings, brother. Weren't you just hating on cheesesteaks like 20 minutes ago when you were talking about I was not hating on cheesesteaks. Rowdy was hating on cheesesteaks. He said they're overrated. I've had good cheesesteaks, but there is a lot of bad cheesesteaks out there. All right, all right. All right, Grant, what do we got coming up? (laughs) Wisco Sports Show 4 to 6. What do we got coming up tonight, brother? Well, probably reacting live to the Badger game. Uh, More Packers and trying to figure out what the Big Ten is going to do in football because that is a mess right now. Yeah, it totally is. All right, Grant, we appreciate your time. We can't wait to hear your uh, sultry voice from 4 to 6 on these airwaves. Thank you, Bill. Be well. (laughs) See you, buddy. There he is, Grant Bills. Sister Station WKTY. In that Bears game. Uh, there was fans in the stands. They had 500 fans at Lambeau Field. It was nice to see. I know Aaron Rodgers went out there and called for, you know, we, we want the roll out the barrel plan. We want the we want the signs. We want, you know, the energy. Uh, with all, you know, if there was in the before time. Remember the before time, folks, when you could go to a stadium and watch a football game? Remember when you could go to a concert? Remember when, uh, you know, you could leave your house to do stuff in the before time? It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Remember you could go to a restaurant or a bar? Remember you could see your family? Before time was awesome. So, at Lambeau, they let some of the people back in, and there was a sign. And there it says, Deep Dish Pizza is overrated. Go Pack Go. And I'm going to put it up on Twitter. I'm going to put it up at Zone Madison on Facebook as well. What is an overrated food, in your opinion? What is the most overrated food? I can agree that Deep Dish Pizza is overrated. Nelly went out and said that the Philly, the Philly cheesesteak is overrated. Yeah, and then I dropped a couple different places that I felt were overrated, like Chick-fil-A and Chipotle. Chick-fil-A is overrated. I mean, one of the things that I can, I've can, i always wanted to have, a legit, awesome, good, crispy chicken sandwich. Can never find one. Can never find It's got to be crispy. Got to be a little spicy. Can never find one. Chick-fil-A, you're a lie. Um, the closest I've come Ch- is Quick Trip. Chipotle so overrated to me because what's the difference between... I'm a that Qdoba place, man over at Chipotle. Well, that's what I'm saying. What's the difference between Chipotle and Qdoba? They're like the same place. 
I like I think Qdoba's better just because I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's better. I have no idea why. Uh, but yeah, then a lot of people are saying like, um, what was it? Green bean casserole is overrated. So what's your overrated food? Let me know. I'll put it up on the, the socials and you can call it in 608-321-1670. All right, Nelly, overrated. Sometimes people can like, when you look at an MVP race, how about this transition from overrated food to overrated players? Uh, when you look at the MVP race, be like, I don't know how this guy like won the MVP. In my opinion, he's overrated. Like he shouldn't have gotten that. Well, how about this? Uh, after last night at Monday Night Football, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be, you know, turning any heads to get himself up there uh, in the MVP race. Yes. Are you sure? What did, did the odds I just, change? I just pulled up the odds. So Stop. do you remember? Do you remember yesterday? Yesterday, if you remember correctly, the odds were Patrick Mahomes minus four hundred. He was the clear cut favorite. Then Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was number two at plus six hundred. Yep. And Russell Wilson. Was number three yeah. at plus seven fifty. The odds as of they did Tuesday not move morning him up. is Patrick Mahomes still the clear cut favorite minus four hundred. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson now both tied for second what? at plus six fifty. You're kidding me. Nope. I have it up right here. I mean, I That's believe you. Straight but from FanDuel Sportsbook. What? Russell? Will, I mean, what? Russell Wilson last night had he had one touchdown. I mean, two hundred thirty yards, one thirty. What did he do? I know, I know the Seahawks won, but and I mean Aaron Rodgers had a he didn't throw for that many yards either. Kind of like Russell Wilson didn't have many yards. But here's the thing: Rodgers still had three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yeah, four, 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 three touchdowns more than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay, but Russell Wilson, what? Russell Wilson is now tied for second place for MVP huh? odds. All right, check not, this out. Not making it up. NFL, all right, out of the NFL, obviously. Aaron Rodgers leads the NFL after 11 weeks in touchdown passes at 33 and passer rating at 117.6. Leads the NFL. And Russell Wilson now is tied with him, according to FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel Sportsbook tied for second. Then there's a huge gap, and then filling in the rest that are listed. What? It's ben Roethlisberger, then Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Alvin Kamara. And what? Am I, am I taking crazy pills? That I think it's nonsense that Russell Wilson is tied with Aaron Rodgers. Am I taking crazy pills? I mean, do you think that Russell Wilson should be what right a, there? What about these? The next three after this: Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook. I mean, Delvin Cook should be above those yeah, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, Delvin Cook, if you're really looking at the award as most valuable, should be way ahead of Deshaun Watson. Eh, maybe not Deshaun Watson. He's pretty valuable in Houston. But Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill. All right, check this out. Um, passer rating in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers leads the way 117.6. Patrick Mahomes, 115.5. Deshaun Watson, 112.5. And then Russell Wilson, 110.8. Well, there's Rodgers leading right there. In QBR, Patrick Mahomes, number one, 86.2. Rodgers, number two, 85.2. Drew Brees, number three, 81.2. He's not playing. Dak Prescott, he's not playing. Ryan Tannehill, decent. Josh Allen, decent. And then Russell Wilson, seventh, 74.2. Yeah, I just, I'd, I just don't know if that would even be worth betting on the Seahawks and Russell Wilson to win MVP there. I mean... You look at the stats, I mean, Russell, and clearly I think it's a two-horse race between Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers right now. Russell Wilson has 11 interceptions. 
Um, the leader is Carson Wentz with 15. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy when you look at touchdown to interception ratio. And Rodgers has four interceptions. R- Russell Wilson's touchdown interception ratio is 3.1. Yeah. Where Patrick Mahomes is 15. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has 33 touchdowns and four interceptions. Um, but we're putting him on the same level as Russell Wilson when it comes to the MVP. Are you kidding me? I mean, Russ has 31 tutties. He's second, but he's got 10 interceptions. Aaron Rodgers is what? 8.25 would yeah. be his roughly his touchdown interception ratio. Patrick Mahomes is at 15. Russell Wilson, 3.1. I, okay. So you brought up a good question yesterday and you asked me is like, do if what what was essentially is like if Mahomes and and Rodgers are tied kind of who would they give it to? Yeah, because I think if you look at all these stats, Patrick Mahomes has the edge a little bit here on Rodgers just because he's got what more passing yards, he's got a better touchdown interception ratio, he's got a little bit better QBR, his quarterback rating is just slightly worse than Rodgers, but it's very it's like it's like splitting hairs here. But I would go with Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. But you look at the roster around him. Yeah, Mahomes is, yeah. And you go, man, he's got two good running backs, kind of like the Packers. But then outside of the running backs, look at the receivers. Look at look look at the the tight tight ends. ends. Look at everything. You have one of the you have the best, if not you have one of the best, if not the best tight end. It's probably him and George Kittle, right? Yes. Either or in Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Sammy Watkins. I mean, they have a ton of receivers. I don't get it, dude. Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams. Yes. Oh, oh and now Tavon Austin, uh, Tavon Austin Rowdy, who is a uh, first-round pick out of the 2013 NFL Draft. Like, Alan, ah. Alan Lazard has been the number two receiver all season when healthy. He's been hurt quite a bit this year. Devontae Adams has missed time. Aaron Jones has missed time. Jamal Williams has missed time due to the COVID tracing. I mean, the best tight end on the Packers team really wasn't known outside of some very uh, loyal Packer fans until this season. (laughs) People didn't even know how to say his name for the first four years when he was in the NFL in Big Bob Tunyon. Actually, it's uh, like Funyon. It's Tunyon, not Tanyon. Thank you. Yeah, it was for his first three years in the NFL was Tanyon. I don't understand why people just don't correct someone right away. Um. Do you think? Do you think like? And I know some of these big J's, some of these blue check marks, some of these reporters think that they're smarter and better and uh, you know well, more bright see, than everyone else. Why I would you think it's Tunyon, dude? I could see a little bit just because in high school I had a teacher that said my last name incorrectly like three times in a row, and I corrected him three times in a row, and then finally I'm like, all right, I'm I'm giving up I'm, on I'm it. And then he came back. Then he came back like a year later when I had him later in high school for a different class. Yeah. And he said, why didn't you ever correct me on my, on your last time ago? I did. I did like the first three times, but you just kept saying it wrong. He goes, Oh, I had your sister last year and I found out how to say it. Well, you know, really. Thanks for nothing. It kind of looks exactly like it's spelled. Well, it's like me. My, my real name's Bo, you know, B E A U. And I had a, my name's been wrong, pronounced wrong my entire life. I had a substitute teacher one time, Nellie, who called me boo. And it was health class. And for some reason, she was talking about blood in your stool. And she looked me dead in the eyes. And she goes, this is fourth grade. She goes, if you pooped blood, boo, would you tell? And I go, um, it's pronounced bow and sure. And you know what she called me the rest of the day? Boo. <laughs> Miss Powell. Come on, girl. All right, Rowdy. 
So the fact that Aaron, I don't know how we got in that story. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is tied with Russell Wilson is is mind boggling. It boggles yeah, especially, the mind, especially going into last night's game. Obviously, Rodgers played on Sunday night. Russell Wilson had to play last night, but Russell Wilson wasn't overly great. I mean, the Seahawks beat a bad Philadelphia team. Yeah, and it, it wasn't I mean, Russ wasn't now, special by any means. The Eagles did cover the game, but it was a it, it was, was Dick Rogers. Yeah, it was a it was a Richard Rogers Hail Mary, folks. It wasn't as close as the final score in that fourth quarter. No, but I mean Russell Wilson. I don't know how he really moved the needle to tie Aaron Rodgers for second place when it comes to MVP voting. I mean, Mr. he really didn't do anything special. He threw for 230 and one touchdown. Hey, the quarterback rating, what? You had a QBR of 83.3. Okay, that's, you know, average Aaron Rodgers was nearly 97. Yeah, he was 96.8. Aaron Rodgers threw for 211 yards, 21 and 29 passing, four touchdowns, a QBR of 96.8, and a quarterback rating of 132.3. Pretty good, right? Remember those stats. Russell Wilson was 22 of 31. That's not bad. 230 yards. That's not bad. One touchdown. Sacked two times. Quarterback rating of 83.3 in a or a QBR of 83.3 and a quarterback rating of 102.9. Uh Aaron Rodgers blew him out of the water. Yet Russell Wilson was able to move up, move up into the MVP odds and is now on the same level betting-wise as Aaron Rodgers. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. You know why? It's because Rodgers is getting a little older. Patrick Mahomes is a new flavor of the, I don't know, next couple years. And Russell Wilson has a smoking hot wife in Sierra. Well, I think the other thing that Russell Wilson has going for him is the fact His that nickname. going into this season, do you remember there was a lot of hype around Russell Wilson and how he was playing well to start and he's never had an MVP vote? No one's ever voted for him once for MVP. You're spot on right there, Rowdy. Rodgers, I bet you Rodgers will have, Rodgers could play out of his mind, set records the rest of the season, and they would still give it to Mahomes or Russell Wilson over Rodgers. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, because I think you're right. Unbelievable. I'm very intrigued to see what Will Ryan does when he comes back to the Cole Center, you know, Bo Ryan's son, to take on Greg Gard uh, and the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. What did you say the, the line was again? 24 and a half. Oofta. Badgers obviously favored. Badgers, I, I, yeah. I don't think the Badgers are going to be covering. Do you? I don't think so either. I think I would lean for I would lean to Green Bay and probably the under. I think the total was 148 and a half. Yeah, I'm personally not going to bet on it just because I don't bet against my teams. But Wisconsin's a team that just doesn't they don't cover. Well, we had this conversation in the office the other day, and I asked you, when do you really remember the Badgers? Just ever in the last 20 years, we'll go since 2000. Where they play these teams that, you know, not not the greatest teams. Do they ever win by 20, 30, 40 points? No. It's very few and far between. I mean, were they doing it when they were going to the back-to-back Final Fours? I feel like they were still, like, not covering bets then. I mean, that, that would be the greatest opportunity, I guess, for the team to do it. But, yeah, Wisconsin, I mean, they were up by 20, was it 27 points at one time? Uh, was that Eastern Illinois? And they still won by 10. I mean, they didn't cover against Arkansas Pine Bluff either. Uh, but it's not like those games were ever in doubt. This is not a it's not a, a problem, you know. It's just as a gambling, a betting eye, you're like, okay, well, you can't cover. But uh, against- especially with I like what Greg Gard's doing, where he's using a lot of the young guys, playing them a lot of minutes, where he's playing 
a ton of different yeah, players. I like it. Which is giving them experience, especially in a, a wonky season like it has been so far. But I mean, yeah, you look at you look at the schedule from last season where the Badgers were overall a pretty good team. They beat McNeese State by twenty. McNeese. They beat Indiana by twenty. They beat Tennessee by twenty and Ryder by twenty eight. Outside of that, though, it's all within twenty points, and that's that's including games like Richmond, New Mexico, Eastern Illinois, St. Mary's, yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers, North Carolina State. I mean, you can go back. Would you want me to pull up the 2014-15? Yeah, I mean, games? I was just I was just throwing out maybe maybe that was the best chance of them covering more games than that. But it's I mean, it's not an issue to me. It's not like I gamble on the Badgers. It's just something that's intriguing because. You know, you'd like to see Wisconsin really, just really blow some teams out. Uh, but Wisconsin, they don't. It's not an issue. But when you get a good team, you know, into the Kohl Center, Wisconsin plays them tight and ends up winning. So Wisconsin's no, able this, to do it. this 14-15 team blew out these bad teams. Did they? All right, good. But outside of those couple Final Four years, they don't really blow out the bad teams to the, the, to the tune of 25, 30, 40 points. Yeah. Um. So I have comments from Greg Gard coming up here. Uh, Wisconsin, for the first time since 2015, Wisconsin is now in the top five of the AP poll. Uh, Badgers moved up three spots to number four. Highest they've been in a regular season poll since the final one of 2015 when they were number three heading into the NCAA tournament. Pretty wild, man, because now you have Wisconsin as one of three Big Ten teams in the top five. Iowa's three, Wisconsin four, Illinois five, and then Michigan State is eighth, Ohio State 23, Rutgers 24, and then there were some other teams in the Big Ten receiving votes, right? Was um, Indiana was one, Michigan was one, and Maryland was the other. Yeah, Big Ten is is going to be good. Well, it is good. If obviously. we're going to look ahead at the Badgers' schedule, obviously they played Eastern, played Eastern Illinois and Arkansas Pine Bluff, two wins, two easy wins. But if you look at the games per week, that was last week's two games. This week's games, Green Bay, Marquette, then you have next week Louisville, Northern Iowa. Then you get into Big Ten play right before Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of thought about this right now. So we've been talking all morning about Will Ryan, Green Bay, you know, the Badgers, Greg Gard, yeah. and this matchup for tonight. And obviously so. They have tip at 4 o'clock, right? Love it. But I'm looking at the schedule, and I see Friday, December 4th, they play at Marquette at 6 p.m. And I'm thinking about Marquette. That's a Friday night? Friday night game. Sweet. I'm, I'm thinking about Marquette. If this was a normal year, I'm not sure if they're still doing it. But on campus, they would be thinking about Wisconsin all week with their hate week. <laughs> they right. would they would be all <laughs> focusing their hate on Wisconsin, and we're talking about little old Green Bay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 I think it tells wild. you all you need to know about the rivalry. Yeah, no one cares. I'm, if you're a Badger fan, do you care about Marquette the way Marquette cares about the Badgers? No, they would have started thinking about the Badgers since Monday. Yeah. They had that we brought up they had an online hate week. They had like events every single day Marquette's during like that, the week. Marquette's like that annoying mosquito that's like flying around you're like We we've been here. talking about Green Bay since yesterday. We're talking about them today. We'll probably talk about them tomorrow on Wednesday after the game to recap the game and talk about what we saw. <laughs> we won't get to Marquette until probably Friday morning. Yeah, because who cares? I mean, Marquette Marquette fans are so obsessed with the Wisconsin Badgers. 
I get it, man. You're the redheaded stepchild. Yeah, you get a win here and there once in a while, but at the end of the day, who's the one making the noise? You're Wisconsin Badgers. Now, I, will I don't say, see Marquette up here ranked, do you? I will say this, though. Marquette has played the exact same two teams. You know how they're trying to keep it more regional this year with the COVID? Yeah. They've also played Eastern Illinois and Arkansas Pine Bluff, and they beat both teams worse than Wisconsin did. That's fine. I mean, that's what Wisconsin always does, though, right, is they just play these teams a little closer. Marquette, I mean, do you have any worries about Marquette taking down the Badgers? No, but we sh- we shouldn't, though, either. Wisconsin's yeah, exactly. ranked fourth in the country. Yeah. The Marquette's not even receiving votes. They were ranked seventh the the week before. I mean, this no, was so a your team, team, Loyola of Chicago, and the and the and the don't Saint, call them my team. And the Saint Sister Jean, they have more votes than Marquette does. Your girl Sister Jean, think about her back in. She ever did a centerfold or <laughs> keep it between you and the Holy Ghost, Robbie. Marquette, who cares? Like, I'll, I'll pay attention to it after UW-Green Bay. I mean, the fact that Will Ryan, Bo Ryan's son, is coming back to the Cole Center to coach against the Badgers, that is more of an appeal to me, despite knowing they're going to get tuned up by the Badgers, than thinking about Marquette and the Golden Eagles. Is that wrong of me to say that? No. And it's, especially with, look at the team Wisconsin has this year. I mean, they, they won a share of the Big Ten last year. We were hoping for a top three seed. Obviously, March Madness was canceled. Brody, they won the national championship. Greg Gard came on these airwaves and proclaimed it. And then you came into this season ranked seventh. Now you're fourth. Yeah. Badgers are, Badgers are yes. You normally play a lot of different uh, opponents in the non-conference. You'll go to those tournaments. Sometimes it's out in Brooklyn. Other times it's uh, the Atlantis tournament. What is that, in the Bahamas? Yeah, the battle for Atlantis. Like, they go all over. You're really not traveling. It's pretty much the Cole Center or places like the Pfizer. The Pfizer. I didn't remember. Is the Bradley? I almost said the Bradley Center. I think that's in. I think that's rubble now. The Pfizer. The Pfizer form. That's that's all they're playing. They're they're playing five home games in these non-conference and one game that's at the Pfizer Forum against yeah. Marquette. And and really, if you look at it, the Badgers being ranked fourth in the country. Their toughest games non-conference are going to be at Marquette, Louisville, and probably Northern Iowa, who seems to be a, a decent basketball program in a, a smaller school setting. But yeah, then the, you get in the Big Ten play, and then it then it gets then fun. Then it's nut-cutting time. Then it gets really fun. Um, my I'm very curious to see how big of a home court advantage the Kohl Center will be without fans in the stands. Because that's – I mean – the. The allure of the Cole Center and the you know the the home court advantage they had is huge. Wisconsin dominates at home. Well, it's going to be put to the test this year because there ain't going to be no fans in the stands. Uh, I'm curious to see how it goes. Obviously, familiarity. You know, you get the home rims, yada yada yada. Uh, you're you're sleeping in your own bed, et cetera, et cetera. Is still there for the Badgers, but no fans in the stands is going to be intriguing to me when you get down into Big Ten play. Because wouldn't you say the fans in the stands? is a big edge when, you know, Big Ten battle happens down at the Kohl Center? I mean, but we've also talked we've talked test. about this, how the Kohl Center doesn't seem to get as loud as it used to. Yeah. Or the, the students didn't file in as much as they had used to. Yeah. Kind of like in, in football. Kind of like in Lambeau as well. UW-Green Bay versus the Wisconsin Badgers. Or are you looking more forward to the in-state matchup of the Marquette Golden Eagles versus the Wisconsin Badgers? Or is it both on the same level? Both on the same level because I expect the Wisconsin Badgers Pain. to take care of business in both games. Pain. 
All right, so Greg Gard, here's comments from him uh, about the in-state matchup, the Phoenix of Green Bay and your Wisconsin Badgers. I'll be good to see Will and, and Freddie, you know, and obviously they're uh, only got one game under their belts. So I know they're still trying to implement things and get things off the off the ground, but it's it's good to play these in-state games. I think it's always good for the sport, as I've thought for a long time. Anytime you can draw attention to the game of basketball within our state, it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it is a good thing when you get, uh, you know, eyes on the TV, in-state basketball, why not? You know, speaking of in-state, how about the play of Johnny Davis? Johnny Davis has been looking pretty good for the Badgers, Rowdy, when he's getting off the bench. I know he's better against Eastern Illinois than he was against um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. But here's more from Gardo on uh, the freshman. I'd rather have guys be more aggressive. It's a lot easier to pull them back than it is to rev them up. So, you know, there are some that have been, you know, I'm sure he would, given the situation, make a different decision. But, you know, that's how you learn, you know, is by going through it and and living it. Uh, Gart's talking about Davis being very um, aggressive offensively against Arkansas Pine Bluff and kind of missing – he missed a couple shots here and there. But, hey – uh, it was still a nice little win for the Badgers. When it comes to Ben Carlson, I think Ben Carlson has been a huge bright spot for the Badgers, right? Yeah, Ben Carlson, I think, in my opinion, has been their best overall freshman that's played so far this year. Yeah, and the freshmen have been aggressive when they've been getting minutes, which you got to be when you got a senior-laden class, obviously, so you can uh, you know turn some heads and be like, "Yo, coach, I'm here at the be- I'm here on the bench, yes, but I will bring that tenacity when I step out on the court." Here's more from Gardo on Ben Carlson. They fit in well. They've complimented us, us when, and that's always what you want with your guys off the bench is to add, to compliment, to continue to surge that maybe we have got going already or get us going. I think they both have contributed in, in good ways. But like you said, I'd rather have them too aggressive than not aggressive enough and passive. Yeah, no doubt about it. I love, I love the idea of everyone on that Badgers team being aggressive because it's one of those things, you know, when uh, Nate Reavers was kind of cutting his teeth coming up, it was Nate Reavers had an opportunity to be aggressive, and you saw flashes of it a little bit last year where he would just kind of pull back. And then two years ago, you definitely saw more of it where you would just kind of not be aggressive. You're seeing it more now this year uh, of you know being aggressive. I think when you have that senior class, though, they're like, hey, man, w- what happened last year with March Madness cut short or pulled away from us, not even cut short, it just never even happened. With no March Madness, with the way that we finished that year, why not be aggressive? We need to be aggressive. Because that's what you want to see. You don't want to see anyone. Who wants to be passive in 2020, Rowdy? We got to be aggressive in 2020, right? Yeah, they got unfinished business. They wanted to obviously play in the Big Ten tournament. They were the number one overall seed. Yeah. Then they were going to get a top three seed in the NCAA tournament unless they had just a complete flub in the the Big Ten tournament, which I don't think anyone foresaw happening. They were balling. And they, they really wanted that. And they basically returned everyone but Brevin Pritzel. So the team's ready and ready to go. All right, so more from Gardo. The most intriguing thing about this game, to me, is Bo Ryan's son, Will Ryan. Isn't that the most intriguing part of this game? Yeah, I expect the Badgers to just roll. Well, when you play a team like Green Bay that's not the best, they're extremely young. I think I saw they have like eight or nine freshmen. They're inexperienced. They obviously have a new head coach that's in his just his second game. Yeah. Because they lost to Minnesota by 30. The headline is going to be Bo Ryan's son. Yeah. Because that's... You got to get out of the that's shadow. What's gonna, that's what's going to sell the sizzle to this UW-Green Bay-Wisconsin Badger game because it is a 24.5-point spread. Wisconsin is ranked fourth in the country. Green Bay is not very good. They're young. They're inexperienced. And they just got beat by 30 and gave up 99 points to the <laughs> Minnesota Gophers. Gophers. The Gophers aren't known uh, as the most 
high-tempo team that's going to run up and down uh, the floor. Now, they are more high-tempo than the Badgers, yes. but they're not known as this high-flying show that's going to put up 100 points. Oh, I just can't you gotta, stand. The, the sizzle you have to sell is the name Bo Ryan because Will Ryan is obviously connected to it, and it's Wisconsin. Yeah, and Greg Gard obviously has known him for probably his whole freaking life. I just when it comes to Minnesota, what is it? Richard Patino is just drives me up the wall. I don't know if it's like his weird hair or if is he's just some little rat looking guy. I guess he kind of looks like a gopher. He kind of looks like a gopher actually. Yeah, he's a gopher. He looks like one. His weird hair rowdy, where it's like he's got these like eight tufts of hair like in the front of his forehead, and then it's bald again, and then goes back to hair. I don't know what it is. And then when he takes off his coat, his suit coat, when he's getting all fired up on the sidelines, I just laugh. He kind of reminds me of a cross between two people. He reminds me of if, we'll say, PJ Fleck. I can see it. And Kevin from American Pie (laughs) had an illegitimate child. (laughs) I got to Google Kevin from American Pie. Uh, To to me, he looks like The original Kevin. to, To me, he looks like a chimera. Oh, yeah, he does look like uh, Kevin. Yeah, I see Like that. a mix between PJ Fleck and the Kevin guy. To me, he's like a chimera. He's like half man, half smarmy gopher. That's what he is. He's like half man, half gopher. Anyways, but... <laughs> but he definitely looks like a coach that would potentially walk into a, a family's home to re- recruit their son and say, hey, here's, here's some money under the table. And <laughs> my dad, you know who my dad is? Well, I guess a chim- Yeah, you know who my dad is? Yeah, he's got a lot of money too. I guess a chimera. I was wrong in my chimera. Pers- or a chimera is what a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's tail. He looks like some kind of weird, like half man, half gopher science experiment gone wrong. He definitely uses the line, "Do you know who my dad is?" Oh yeah, and he definitely probably has some cash in his pocket. Definitely has some cash in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he looks uh, like that guy. It's the slick hair. It's the, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's not good. All right, so back to the game tonight as uh, Will Ryan. That's got I mean, Bo Ryan, Bo Ryan, when it comes to coaches, Bo Ryan, awesome. I love the legacy of Bo Ryan and the Wisconsin Badgers. It's got to be hard as a coach like Will Ryan to get out of the shadow of your dad that is Bo Ryan. I feel like that would be kind of difficult. But, hey, you got to start somewhere. It definitely gives you a leg up in life, especially when it comes to coaching. And he's, you know, he's – I wish him nothing but the best success. I don't think he's going to get a win tonight, but I wish him nothing but the best success. Uh, here's more from head coach Greg Gard on facing Will Ryan. I mean, once the ball goes up, really, I really don't care or pay attention who's on the other sideline. It's really focused about the players. He's not going to shoot any any shots. I'm not going to play any defense and vice versa. So it's really <laughs> about his players and, and our players. But it, it's neat. Like I mentioned before, I think it's really good for the game of basketball within the state. I think it helps promote, promote the game. Maybe that could be the halftime show. Dude, that'd be awesome. Sports director uh, Zach Heilprin was complaining about the uh, lack of halftime show. He wasn't complaining. He was saying that the people dusting the floor was the halftime show. I don't think it was complaining. Maybe they, you know, were going to try and promote the state of basketball (laughs) in Wisconsin. And maybe the halftime show will be Greg Gard versus Will Ryan in ones and twos to 11. I would watch. Would you? I would watch. (laughs) I would totally watch that. And they must play in suits. I feel like Will Ryan, that would be his best opportunity of winning. Would beating Greg Gard one on one. Maybe like a game of horse twenty one something. I would watch it. Hell, it was better than to Rowdy's point, 
<laughs> requirements last... must be wearing dress shoes and suit. And yeah, tie. you have you have to you have to whatever you came to the arena with is what you have to wear when you're playing. So it's definitely dress shoes. Well, no, Gardo, they're wearing the more relaxed look now. Great guards rocking like the half zippy. Yeah, but for maybe they suit up in the suit and tie just for the halftime I, game. I would watch it. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be pretty badass. All right, here's more from uh, Gardo on uh, Will Ryan. Will, I've known since he was knee-high to a grasshopper. It's been a long time, you know, back when he was a ball boy or a mop-up guy, meeting grade school kid or whatever, wiping up the floor at Platteville. So, yeah, the lineage there goes back a long, long ways. And obviously, it's been fun to watch him grow. Pretty cool, man. I think it's just cool, the aspects of it, of, you know, Bo Ryan doing his thing for so long. Great guard always being there with Bo Ryan. You know, seeing Will Ryan kind of, you know, cut his teeth growing up. And now you get to face... Um, Bo Ryan's son, Will Ryan, at the Kohl Center. Badgers were screaming. That's just a cool story. It's just a feel-good Wisconsin story.